Welcome back to another edition of SJHL Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us across all of our social media platforms. My name is Jeremy Corgan, and each and every episode of SJHL Weekly is presented by Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Viterra, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thanks so much for joining us once again. I'm Jeremy Corrigan, and as usual, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Jamie Nugenbauer. Jamie, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Lovely. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you're Thank you. most welcome. Uh, of course, you might not see uh, Rory is not here in person, but... He is live on the video chat. Rory McGoran joins us live from his beautiful home in Humboldt. Rory, how are we doing today? Yeah, we're doing great. What a weekend of hockey it was in the SJHL, right? But uh, have to get some new tires on the Acura. Mm. So zooming me in for tonight's today's episode. I'll be back there in studio next week. Yeah, maybe we'll get uh, a good deal on tires if uh, the right people are watching uh, the show right now. <laughs> hey, I got I got hammered for uh, for sp for shouting out wow. uh, Tower Pizza and Esteban last week, and now we're trying to get tires. now we're trying to get tires. Hey, what's, what's the next? show for if not to promote our needs? What's next? All right. Well, well, like Rory kind of mentioned, it, it was a busy weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So let's get right into the scores. Friday night, we saw five games on the schedule, and it was the LaRange Ice Wolves earning a 3-2 win over the Melville Millionaires. Humboldt with that big 11-4 win over Nipawin. Flinflon doubled up Weyburn 6-3. Melfort handing uh, Battleford their first loss of the season, now in a shootout 2-1. And then Estevan won 3-0 over the Kindersley Clippers. Then on Saturday, we had another five games on the schedule. LaRange finishing up their road trip with a 4-1 win over Yorkton. Battleford bouncing back with a 7-3 win over Estevan. Snapping Estevan's seven-game winning streak. Humboldt with a 2-1 win over Melville. Kindersley, 7-4 winners over Melfort. And the Notre Dame Hounds with a 4-1 win over the Flynn Flon Bombers. Let's start with Rory. Rory, uh, the humble Broncos, obviously, we saw on the scoreboard two big wins uh, for the Broncos. Uh, what did you see from the team both Friday and Saturday? Uh, I saw that the taste of defeat is apparently very bitter because the LaRange Icewolves handed the Humboldt Broncos their first loss of the season. They went back into Nippon and put up the highest total in any game in the SJHL across the early going of this year with an 11-4 victory over the Hawks. Uh, I think it was the kind of answer that Scott Barney would have wanted to see out of his team. Uh, they maybe, you know, were getting a little bit too high after the eight-game winning streak and then a reality check against a really tough LaRange team. But then they go into Nipwin, and only two players didn't find the score sheet. We had a five-point night from Jacob Boucher, four-point night for Cage Newins. Uh, there was a lot of offense. Nipwin, I don't think, played that terribly. They maybe didn't get help from their goaltenders a lot, but Humboldt proved that... When they're on their game, this is the team that you're going to have to go up against. They have the most goals per game in the league. They have the most shots on net per league. And they only allow the fewest shots on their own net at 29 per game. So it's tops in the SJHL in all regard. And you got to look at Tristan Boileau, who started his first four games and maybe was a little bit, you know, getting adjusted to the SJHL and the pace of play, I guess. But his last four games, he has a 962 save percentage, and he's moved all the way up into the second place with a 211 goals against average. So if the Broncos have a goaltender that can play that way throughout the 56 games, watch out because then there's really no weakness on that team. 
Yes, a big weekend for the humble Broncos. And now, Jamie, I'll go to you. You obviously just with the Notre Dame Hounds just having the one game over the weekend, but a 4-1 win over the Flin Flon Bombers, one of the top teams in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. What did you see from uh, the Hounds on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, a word for Flin Flon. You know, I think mm -hmm. four games in five days, and I actually spoke to uh, Mike Reagan on the phone this morning. I talked about the game and, um, you know, not easy, four and five not easy coming to Wilcox and playing on that big ice surface. Uh, the Bombers had played the night before in Weyburn mm -hmm. and had won, but, you know, it's a toll. Now, that all being said, you know, as Rick Reagan said, that's just an excuse. Tiredness is just an excuse, and we're not in the excuse business of in Flin Flon. So kudos to them. Finally, i got to say kudos to the Hounds because, you know, a lot of, no, not a lot of people gave them a lot of respect throughout sure. the start of this year and uh, teams have come into Wilcox at the end of three on threes, four and fives and and both teams maybe have looked a little sluggish uh, and then the Hounds have found a still way to lose the game and shoot themselves in the foot over my time in the league. Not not this game. The Hounds dominated the Flin Flon Bombers really from start to finish and I think over this four game span in Wilcox, right. the Hounds have played really well. You know, for the most part, they badly outplayed Estevan. You know, last week got a point, and then a win against Melfort, win against Flinflon here. Uh, great uh, production again, and finally, you know, again, there's 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 debate, Jeremy. There's there's lots of good defensemen in this league, mm -hmm. but for my money, and you can call me a homer if you want, <laughs> I don't care. Jared Sitch is the number one all-around defenseman. Definitely in his own zone, definitely defensively in this league. And I would not take anybody ahead of Jared Sitch right now. So a big win for the Notre Dame Hounds on Saturday, yep. making it back-to-back -back wins. And uh, they have a big week ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And that's a good segue, obviously, to mention also that uh, later on the show, we are going to be joined by the latest Air Force commits, that being Notre Dame mm -hmm. Hounds forward Will Dawson. Now, Rory, you mentioned uh, the Friday game for the Humboldt Broncos against the Nippon Hawks. I want to ask you about the Saturday game going up against the Melville Millionaires and obviously Humboldt coming off that 11-4 win. And Melville, they had lost two games that uh, this past week going into that game, losing 7-2 to Flynn Flon on Tuesday and then a tough 3-2 defeat on Friday to the Larange Ice Wolves. What did you make from Melville's play on Saturday? I want to give the Melville Millionaires a lot of credit for their play on Saturday because the Humboldt Broncos scored nine seconds into the game, Lucas Ceccarelli, and then they scored three minutes later shorthanded. So a team that's rolling like Humboldt, and you know the firepower, when they get two goals, one shorthanded in the first four minutes of the game can be deflating. But after that, Melville tightened everything up. Humboldt couldn't really get any secondary opportunities, and when they did, Kelton Pine was mm -hmm. uh, phenomenal in net. I felt throughout the game, especially the final ten minutes, was maybe the most tense 10-minute stretch that the Humble Broncos had played this season, and that's a credit to the Melville Millionaires and the pressure they put on the defense and Tristan Boileau. Broncos had to really fight in their own zone. They had to box out in front of the net. Boileau made some big saves, and uh, Melville was right in it until the end, he even had a late power play where I expected Mike Rooney to pull the goaltender. He elected to go conservative and leave him in the net, but uh, Melville was right there. They, they did what they needed to do to have a chance to win that game, but the Broncos were able to pull it out in the end. There's one thing for Melville. It's, uh, we know how capable and amazing Noah Wills is, but he has one point in his last four games. So if teams are keying in on Noah Wills and shutting him down, they're going to need some secondary scoring to uh, help pick up some wins in the column. It was a great performance for the Melville Millionaires in that game, despite mm -hmm. the result. And 
That is actually where we're going to go for our Tourism Saskatchewan highlights of the week. This one coming from the Melville Millionaires against the Humboldt Broncos. Have a look. Now by Maddox Amaral. He's got Roy with him. Amaral wide. Amaral around the net. Wraparound chance. He scores! What a drive by Maddox Amaral. And it's an individual effort at the end of the power play. So it's an even strength goal. And the Broncos lead by three. Oh, no goal. The referees are they say no goal back behind the net. <laughs> hey, it fooled me too, Rory. That's fine. <laughs> Great save. Wow. What a, what a stop by Pine. You know, we've seen his athleticism. And then we had no goal. So I don't Watch think this replay. one's going to stand. Yeah, the replay is unbelievable. If you're watching hockey TV, we'll get another goal. look. What a great drive by Amaral. Oh. And I don't know. The fans think that that one's in. We'll see here. Oh, maybe not. What a save by Kelton Pine. Rory, I got to ask you, when you saw that live, obviously we heard in the cold call, you thought it was a goal, but what a save, hey? I think Scott Barney still thought it was a goal after the game when I talked to him. I was like, oh, he's like I'm pretty sure that went in. But, um, but no, the referee signaled goal at first and then went behind the net and uh, took a look. And I'm not sure if he talked to the goal judge behind, uh, but then after 10 seconds or so, signaled no goal. And then when you have that above net camera angle like they do in Humboldt, you can see Kelton Pine robbed Maddox Amaral. What a glove save. One of the top five in the year for sure this year. Yeah, we're uh, only a month into the season and uh, we already got a save of the year candidate, which is exciting. Uh, one of the big matchups from the weekend, Jamie, was the Balfour North Stars playing host to the Melfort Mustangs on Friday night. And you have to give credit where credit's due. Melfort playing a very gritty road effort and they hands uh, battle for their first loss of the season. What did you kind of make from that game? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're seeing a wild up and wild down from the Melfort Mustangs yes, lately, right? I mean, they, you know, they 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 came in against the Hounds there in uh, Wilcox, and and they looked okay. Like the a bounce one way or the other could have been a different mm -hmm. game, uh, but man, when they're going, when they're playing Trevor Blevins' system, I mean, you talk about two teams that are fun to watch, just the way that their coaches have them play. I think the Melfort Mustangs and Battlefords North Stars are near the top of my list, just right. in terms of the pace that they get it going. But Joel Favreau, you know, you and I talked about it. Rory, we talked about it, you know, early this year that we expected Joel Favreau to be, you know, the cream, maybe one or one A, one mm -hmm. B best goalies in the league. And he, you know, he proved it in front of a great crowd in, in Battlefords. You know, Jeremy, it you was. said you were there over, you know, definitely over a thousand people in that barn and, you know, kudos to the Mustangs to coming out. And last thing I'll say about it is how about the, you know, the, the, the cojones, the, the guts on Riley <laughs> Ash, 16-year-old uh, kid on the Melfort Mustangs. We talked about mm -hmm. him a lot. To go and take a shootout, a penalty shot and a shootout in front of a 1,000 hostile fans right. and win the game for his team. <laughs> Rory, to build off that, I want to ask you, because sure. with this Melfort Mustangs club, you know, we've talked about it through the first month of the season, the three of us and other broadcasters. You know, we expect this Melfort Mustangs club to be one of the top teams in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. But... For them to go into Battleford on Friday, hand the uh, Balfour North Stars their first loss of the season in the shootout, and then follow it up with a disappointing loss in Kindersley on Saturday. What do you make of this team one month into the season? I think that's just that. It's it's inconsistent. And I think it's it's you know probably frustrating for Trevor Blevins to get a performance from Joel Favreau on Friday. You beat the undefeated North Stars on the road uh, in a very hard building to win in. And then you go into Kindersley and I think, you know, 
no pun intended, the tires fall off. My tires didn't <laughs> fall off my car, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but so I think it's just, it's inconsistency right now. And the Melford right. Mustangs, when you look, they picked up four of their points from losing an extra time. They've only mm-hmm. won four out of 14 games. So That's right. if they're, they're in the games for sure, but it's right now along a line, I think, where it can turn into a lot of turmoil very quickly if they don't find some consistency. I still think they're a really talented team, mm-hmm. but you can't get too far behind the eight ball, and then you start getting emotions and dressing room and gripping the stick too tight. Sure. It, can, it can snowball. So I just think it's a consistency issue. I still think they're really good. You see them knock off the Battlefords. And one more knock on the Battlefords North Stars is they're outscoring their opponents 18-2 to two in the opening frame. They've scored the game's first goal 11 out of their 12 games, and they've won every game where they've scored the game's first goal. So you need to get on Battleford early or else your night's over in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, and it was a, I was at that game, and it was a really good effort by the Melford mm. Mustangs. Like, they controlled the play in the first 40 minutes of play, and then it was almost like uh, the switch kind of went off for the Battleford North Stars. They realized, okay, we're trailing one nothing going into this third period, and they controlled the third. They controlled overtime. But like Jamie mentioned, Riley Ash in the shootout uh, with the winner. Um, Jamie, the other side of that's obviously lost for Melford to Kindersley. It's a, it's a big win for the Kindersley Clippers. We were talking about going into that game uh, for Kindersley. They hadn't scored a goal in three games, and then they explode for seven Saturday nights against Melford. You know, maybe this is a kind of the spark that the Clippers need uh, as they continue a five-game homestand. Yeah, you know, it's for me for the whole season for the Kindersley Clippers, it's been a bounce. Thing. It has. They yeah. just haven't gotten the bounces. They haven't gotten the save when they've needed it, and they haven't had the guy when he's in the spot to take a shot and put the puck in the net. And it sounds very simple, but the Clippers haven't played badly. They've no. played well for Ken Plaquin. They did last year, too. They played very, very, very hard for him and for that, that those great fans out there in Kindersley. So it, it's almost uh, it's almost a law of averages that they were bound to, <laughs> to kind of figure it out. Obviously, yeah. that's not the way it works. Hard work, 100%. you know, overcomes it. But, you know, they, they move off of Carson Bayless. They send him to Notre Dame, and he's right. off to a tremendous start. And, you know, the Clippers had to be thinking, we got rid of this guy who had no points for Clip for Kindersley. Now he's got three for Notre Dame in two games, mm-hmm. and he's been fantastic. And they got to be thinking, you know, where are we going to get a goal from? And the Clippers get it from a couple, you know, guys that have been, you know, grinding and working their way down the bottom there of the lineup, so to speak. You know, they got Ethan Scriven mm-hmm. from Battlefords to be part of that solution. The Clippers did, and he got, you know, a goal. Caden Ostrom hasn't played much this year, and you know, he jumps in, gets a goal, and you know, they get a performance from Cody Jamin. So. You know, you know what? It's still so so early, and I think Ken Plaquin can't be you know too disappointed with the way that the season started. And Cody Jamin was credited yeah. for a goal in right. that game as well. That is the second time this season in the first month we've seen uh, a goalie goal, which is pretty uh, yeah. spectacular too. But you touched on it. Obviously, uh, a big win for the Clippers, and it was a great turnout uh, on both Friday and Saturday for the Kindersley Clippers as part of their alumni weekend. Uh, it was an aw- awesome atmosphere on Saturday for uh, the game, and obviously uh, the Clippers performed and they got the win. Uh, Rory, one team I want to actually ask you about is the team that's uh, handed the Humboldt Broncos their first loss of the season, the Lorange Ice Wolves. I think you know these two teams have played so many times, Humboldt and Lorange already this season, <laughs> four times. Um, and for Lorange to go into Humboldt, 
They earn a 3-2 comeback win in dramatic fashion, and then they continue the trip, and they win three out of four. What did you see from LaRange, I guess, on Tuesday? And for them to go down south and, and pick up three out of four wins, did that surprise you? Didn't surprise me at all. Uh, I'll always talk about the LaRange Ice Wolves as one of the best teams in the league. They will infuriate you with their style of play, mm -hmm. with their pressure, with their speed. Uh, they're mean. They're you know, you never have a fun game against LaRange when you're playing them. They're just in your face. Um, Riley Morgan, I think, might be one of the underrated players in the mm, league. He doesn't get enough praise. Undersized, but man, he's got so much skill. And his vision around the ice, the way he can lay pucks in areas where he knows that his team is going to get to them first. It might not be a tape-to-tape -tape pass, but he knows his guy's going to get there before mm -hmm. the defenseman. It's just a cerebral player that I really don't think gets talked about enough. But um, yeah, in Humboldt, they score with a minute and 20 seconds left to tie the game. And then a lapse of concentration from the Broncos is all it takes for the ice holes to jump on you. They score another one to pick up that 3-2 victory and then keep rolling down the stretch. They got Kevin Kaminsky back behind the bench. So uh, this is a team that right now I think is is it's nothing but up for the LaRange Ice Wolves. Uh, and Topher Chirico, uh, what is the save percentage of like 970 over the two games? Mm -hmm. uh, he's been fantastic. So if they got a one-two punch now with Dawson Smith, and Chirico, it's a it's a deadly it's a deadly team. Yeah, absolutely. Great points, Rory. Four and one in their last five. Yeah. Only one loss was a tight loss uh, Wednesday in Yorkton, and they've got ten of the next eleven up there at the Mel. So Ooh. you know what? Like those power rankings, the ice holes. Ding 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 ding. Blinko. Like they 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 look good. Trent and mm -hmm. Curtis has goals in five of his last six games since he was acquired from the Melford Mustangs. That's been a match made in heaven too, Rory. And you're absolutely right about Morgan, Ethan Strick. You can maybe say the same things, you know, about him. We don't talk enough about these Mel or these Larange forwards. Well, I was going to say, and not just a push in the power rankings too, guys, is the fact that like if you if they're playing ten of the next eleven at home, mm -hmm. you know. They're going to be pushing the Flin Flon Bombers, I think, at the top of that division, don't you think? Man, what a crazy division, eh? It Laurent, really is, Flin yeah. Flon, Melfort, we've seen great nights from uh, Nippowin. Forgot to mention, you know, Maguire Ratzlaff, mm -hmm. 13 goals all season this year. He's been unreal. He just finishes. Like, he's not the prettiest hockey player in the world, but he gets in the spots and he finishes. And, you know, they don't, they don't ask how, they ask how many. And Maguire Ratzlaff, the captain, has done it for the Nippowin Hawks, who lost Bryden Keisman right. to the Portage Terriers. So they're going to need him even more. Final one, I guess, for both of you guys. I'll ask you this one. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, some of the hottest teams in the league, and we, we had talked about Battleford, obviously, because they're 11-0-0-1. Uh, but, I mean, the Estevan Bruins had a seven-game winning streak, and it was snapped on Saturday. Rory, I guess, what do you make of uh, the Bruins' uh, play as of late, and do you think they can bounce back after this loss to Battleford and continue uh, to play uh, well and stay at the top of the Viterra division? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think they're going to have a problem bouncing back at all. They're one of the most talented teams in the league for sure. I think it was more of an anomaly, a slower start. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, the national, the, the SJHL championship was, you know, still partying in their heads a bit <laughs> and needed a wake up call. They got one. And I don't think a loss to the Battlefords North Stars is anything to hang your heads about. The SFN Bruins are for real. Cade Runke leads the league in points with 21 points in 15 games. They're getting support scoring as well. So, yeah, Estevan will just be a tough out any night, and 
Nukes, he didn't hit the panic button either, right? Nukes, <laughs> for good reason. They're back. They're back in first. Well, Jason Tatarnik's just going to keep adding. I mean, Sal Calora, they mm -hmm. added him. You know, he's got a point. They got guys coming on in still. You know, stay tuned. Keep tuned to Esteban Bruins social media. And most importantly, Rory and Jeremy, Mr. Cam Herdlicka, who yeah. we had on, the hair himself, 37 save shutout on Friday. And I always talk about, you know, how do you respond to adversity, how do you respond to a loss? Rory, right. you talked about how the Broncos hated the bitter taste of losing. You're going to lose in hockey. You're going to lose in sports. That's life. That's going to happen. The question is not whether you'll lose. The question is whether you respond well to it. And uh, we saw that from Humboldt against Nippowin. We saw that from uh, Battlefords against Estevan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we saw that Estevan against Kindersley. So it's... You know, interesting. I remember Estevan losing at home to, or uh, you know, beating Flinflon there. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's uh, it's a thing about how you respond all the time, and uh, it should be very, very interesting to see where these teams go from here. And it'll be a really interesting, if, I think, uh, weekend too, because Estevan plays Melfort in Melfort for a pair of games. So it should be a very interesting uh, weekend for the Estevan Bruins. Uh, coming up after the break, we are going to be joined by the latest Air Force commit. Notre Dame Hounds forward Will Dawson. We'll talk to him about that and the Hounds start of the season right after the break. This is SJHL Weekly across all of the SJHL social media platforms. Kyle chirped me for the... Welcome <laughs> back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. And of course, each and every edition of SJHL Weekly is presented by Chevrolet Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seats, RBC, Viterra, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's equipment. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. My co-host is Jamie Nugebauer, and we are pleased to be joined live in studio by Air Force commit Will Dawson. Will, how are we doing today? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing great. We're having a good time. We're talking hockey. It's all good. I'll start with a nice softball question for you uh, to start the interview. Let's talk about uh, Saturday night against the Flin Flon Bombers. You guys pick up a 4-1 win. What did you think of your team's performance? It's good. Um, I guess when you look at the season as a whole to start this year for, for the Hounds, I guess it was a bit of a slow start, but it seems like you guys are turning it around right now. What do you think of the start so far? Yeah, I mean, it was a little slow for us, but we are we're getting used to it. Some of the young guys are getting used to what the SJ has to offer, and uh, we're just keep pushing, keep playing hard, and we're going to hopefully get the results we, we want. Got to ask you here. Let's get right into the yeah, let's, right, right, let's get right into the meat of the hamburger here. Well, <laughs> uh, Air Force Academy, Division One NCAA. You got to be excited. I asked you a couple days ago in the office, but for the for the friends out there, why Air Force? How did that come about? Uh, why Air Force? It was because uh, I like the coaches a lot. I like the facilities. The culture they have there at Air Force is something special. Also, with the top academic school it's a great school so it checked all the boxes for me and yeah, I just really liked it how long I guess how have you been talking with Air Force like how did this opportunity I guess come about for you Will I talked to him a little bit at the end of last season um, and then a little bit throughout the off season 
and then when the season came, we kept talking pretty heavily, and uh, yeah, we just went from there. I gotta ask you to, will you know? I, I look at guys coming in, and there's guys that are older and a little bit more established. Even though you know, there are guys who are the same age as you, but just been around a bit more and got their got their scholarship and and whatnot. And you had a couple of those examples, I guess, last year in Kevin Anderson and Jared Sitch, and then obviously the trade deadline, a bunch of 20-year-olds coming in as well. So lots of guys for you to, I guess, learn from last year. But more specifically, I want to ask you about your relationship with Kevin Anderson last year. I think, you know, Kevin and the team in, in a lot of ways took off when you and Connor Nolan and Kev were put together, you know, last year, and the, the goals were flying in the second half. You know, what did you learn from Kevin, and what kind of got into your head to say, you know, I'm going to follow him around, I'm going to be in the gym with him, I'm going to eat what he eats, sleep when he sleeps, you know, all those things. You know, what, what, how did that kind of come about? Well, Kevin is obviously a very good hockey player, so I, uh, I looked up to him. He was also the leader on the team, so he, uh, like, took me under his wing and showed me what it takes to be like him, I guess, you know? So. For sure, but that, like, what kind of ended your? Was that something that you intentionally did, or was it just that he was, you know, he was? Oh, he's in the gym a lot, so I'm gonna be in the gym a lot. How, like, wh how did that idea come to you to just say, I'm gonna follow him around and, and be in his hip pocket? Yeah, obviously, I guess like he's was the best last year in my opinion. So if you want to be the best, you should hang out mm -hmm. with him as much as you can. We became pretty close friends, and we were just always in the gym together and we were just always together and so he helped yeah. and I learned a lot from him so appreciate it. Yeah. Young players at home, it's a good tip. It is a good tip. When you look at your time with the Notre Dame Hounds so far, how do you how have you seen your game I guess grow personally? Yeah, obviously last year it was my first year junior right. and I had a pretty slow start and then the second half picked up pretty pretty well for me and I just wanted to show more this year so in the off season I really focused on that and uh, so the beginning of this year was pretty solid for me I just was just just play my game had a year of experience under me so I just got to keep going keep playing hard and just fell fell right for me yeah I, I find like every new year in the mm -hmm. league even if a guy's returning it's always this feeling out process mm -hmm. right like who on that team is the guy that we really got to worry about you know who who, who we're going to match up against obviously that's a coach's decision but uh you know for you i guess you started this year you know gangbusters hat trick at the showcase you know pucks going in um and, you know, all of a sudden teams and players on other leagues and other teams around the league are going to start to, you know, take that red marker and circle Will Dawson's name. It's just the way it goes, right? And I'm sure, no, no, you don't think about that, but that's just the way it is. So I got to ask you, the uptick in attention maybe from other teams the last couple of games, have you noticed that at all? Especially, you know, obviously you've only played uh, maybe one game since the, since the commitment, but... You know, since since you were near the top near the top of the scoring lead, have you have you felt that this year guys are paying a little bit more attention to you? And, and if so, how are you kind of handling that? I mean, not really. I'm just really not focused on that. Yeah. I'm just focused on playing hockey. So I'm just trying to go out there and play the best I can and just go from there. Yeah. I guess now that you have committed and you know you're committed to Air Force and you have your Division One scholarship, what's next? What do you want to accomplish with the Notre Dame Hounds? want to win we, we want to win so we're just gonna keep playing hard we're gonna just we just want to win so mm -hmm. for sure and and obviously a big part of that is you know obviously no there's no there's no one-man team out there right mm -hmm. like 
obviously you need everybody. So maybe who are some of the guys that some people you think people around the league aren't talking about on this Notre Dame team? And I don't want you to go through everybody, but just a couple guys you think that maybe deserve maybe a little bit more recognition from the people out there based on the way that, you know, even though the results haven't maybe come mm -hmm. every night for you guys, I think you guys have played pretty well in a lot of games. Yeah, I feel like uh, our decor, we have some young guys out there like uh, Vinny. He's been playing really well. And he's Vincent Palmerine, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's 16, and he's playing a lockdown role at defense, mm -hmm. and uh, he's playing great. Yeah, for sure, and the, the list goes on. You yep, know, Jacob Leegee, sure. he's a kid, again, the points haven't come, but he's, mm -hmm. you know, electric out there. And, you know, Luke Helgeson, you know, he keeps growing up in front of our eyes. The list goes on and on, and obviously Tucker and Ebony is having a great week, too. I was going to ask, now, from a player's perspective, in your eyes, when the Notre Dame Hounds are playing their best hockey, what kind of style of hockey are they playing? We're playing a full 200-foot game. We're... Uh, we're hard on pucks, we're winning our puck battles, and when we do that, we're very successful. So. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Uh, final question for you. Obviously, now you had uh, a nice little four-game homestand, finally, after starting the week on the road, but now uh, you guys are back out on the bus, on the road, three games and three nights this weekend. Uh, I guess your thoughts on the upcoming trip, and uh, what, what do you guys need to do to be successful this weekend? We need to play if we take... Every 20 minutes, every period, we need to play a full 20 minutes, make that a full 60, full 60 play a full game, play our brand of hockey, and we'll be successful. And I, I got it, too. Like, on top of that, Will, I got to ask you, I think a, a lot of things maybe clicked for you on this exact road trip in February last year, Nippowin, Flin Flon, LaRange. Do you, do you think that's accurate? Do you think something kind of clicked? And, like, obviously those are very, very tough teams and tough barns, but it seems like maybe you played your best hockey up there. Yeah, last year I uh, played some great 3-3 three and three on those road trips. I played some good hockey, and uh, credit to the team as well. We went up there and swept them last year, which was huge. So, I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was just fun. Yeah, yeah, and some t like Nugsy mentioned, some some tough rinks to play in. So uh, it'll be a great weekend for the Notre Dame Hounds. Busy one, mm -hmm. but I'm sure you'll get uh, get lots of rest ahead of the trip. And uh, uh, the Hounds looking to, to roll. Will, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. This was great, and congratulations on your commitment. Thank you very much. Thanks for having there me. There you go. Commit to Air Force. Maybe he can fly us up there. Maybe <laughs> he can fly us out there. Nugsy, man, you're plugging everything these <laughs> no, days. No, no, uh, no shortage of the bad jokes. I'm a dad, so it's okay. Yeah, he's right. It's okay. Yeah. All right, all the plugs. <laughs> that is uh, Notre Dame Hounds forward Will Dawson. After the break, we will announce uh, the SJHL Players of the Week, and we will also preview the rest of the week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. This is SJHL Weekly across all of the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly, a presentation of Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Viterra, Sastel, SGEU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Jeremy Corgan. Big shout out to Will Dawson for joining us in studio here today. Jamie Nugabauer and Rory McGoran on the line as well. And boys, it is time to announce our SJHL Players of the Week. So let's get right into it and let's start with the SGU 
MVP of the week. I know in our group chat we had a uh, we had some good debate. I think uh, when it comes to uh, the MVP of the week, but it was decided uh, that Jacob Boucher of the Humboldt Broncos is your SGU MVP of the week. Four goals, three assists in his first three games with the Humboldt Broncos. Uh, you know, Rory, what did you see from uh, Boucher in his uh, first three games uh, in uh, uh, Humboldt Broncos lineup? He's a really electric player, which I don't think anyone should be surprised with when you look at the numbers he put up in the WHL, was able to get 20 points in 30 games with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, you know, the Broncos were kind of waiting for this guy to come back or come around because they acquired him in a trade uh, about a year and a half ago when they sent Carter McNarland to the BCHL for Alex Soretsky and Jacob Boucher's rights. So now they're finally reaping the rewards, or more of them. Alex Soretsky's been fantastic, but they're reaping double the rewards now with Jacob Boucher coming in. He was on the top line with Lucas Ciccarelli and Cage Newins. And yeah, we saw him pick up a goal in his first game, then a five-point night, including a hatcher against Nipwin, and then picked up the assist nine seconds in. Uh, great or great aggressive forecheck, strips the puck off the Mills blue liner, and then in front to Ciccarelli. So the one thing that I'm going to be watching, and we've seen it a lot before from WHL players coming into the SJHL, it's a different style of play here. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes is. there's a little bit of a feeling out process about, you know, the physicality, the lack of room on the ice. And if Jacob Boucher is getting seven in his first three, I can't <laughs> wait to see what he's going to be able to do in his 12th game in the SJHL. Yeah, it seems like it's been a seamless transition for him into uh, humble Broncos lineup so far. I mean, what what's... Uh... I mean, what's the expectation, I guess, for him uh, in the Broncos lineup, I guess, moving forward for the rest of the season? I think just be another catalyst on offense. Make right. sure you're playing on the right side of the puck, of course. But, you know, Jacob Boucher is going to get a lot of ice time. He's on the top line. He's going to get power play. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting him to be a point-per-game player, uh, probably more closer to 1.3 points per game by the time the season's over because he's getting all the opportunity, playing with great teammates, line mates, who he would attest to his success. But... He's just a really offensively gifted player, and we're going to see him put up points. And uh, adding to that depth of the humble Broncos, for sure. For sure. So a big uh, congratulations to Jacob Boucher, SGU MVP of the week. So now let's go to Sastel Goalie of the Week. And uh, I guess we're, we're sticking with teams that uh, you guys cover uh, <laughs> for this one, too, because now we're going to go to... Uh, the Notre Dame Hounds and Tucker Anabene. Did I say that right, Jamie? Anabene. Anabene. Yeah. There we go. I'm. I. My. I apologize. Very close. I was close. I was in the ballpark. But two wins for Tucker. Two uh, a goals against average of two and a 9.45 save percentage. What did you see from Tucker this uh, this week for the Hounds? Yeah, I mean the first thing you see from Tucker is he's a big boy. He's about six three, one ninety. You know, big strong lad. And you know, I think early in his Notre Dame career, he was. He was doing a little bit too much. He was, I'm not a goalie expert. Most broadcasters aren't goalie experts unless they were former goalies, so I'm not going to pretend too much. But if you're a goalie and you're big, let this, let the puck hit you it's and true. calm down a little bit. Tucker really did a good job of settling things down uh, against Melfort. And uh, Flynn Flon, he's a, a kid who was born in Phoenix, Arizona, played there until he was eight or so, and then moved to Washington State. You know, but four goals on 73 shots over two games. If you're going to, you know, only allow two goals a game, you really give your team a chance to win the hockey game. And Tucker, you know, more than anything, and I think the Hounds played very well against Melfort and against Flynn Flon, more than anything, you give your team a chance to win. And Tucker did just that. So, you know, very happy for him. Yeah, and like, like you mentioned, obviously the Hounds 
yeah. are kind of turning it around a little bit right now, obviously with back-to-back -back wins. And it seems like Tucker's going to be a big mm -hmm. part of that, especially going into three games and three nights this week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, Ashton Billsberger is still here, and he had a great performance, did Billsberger and Nippowin. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, three and three, it's hard for a goalie to play. And, you know, heard, you heard Will there talking, and I'm sure, I know for sure Tucker would agree because I post game interviewed him <laughs> after Flynn Flon, the Flynn Flon game, or against the Melford game, I should say. And uh, he would he would say agree with Will that the decor for Notre Dame is extremely extremely underrated. You know Matthew Ron and Estevan as an 05 D is doing a great job. Mm -hmm. I would take Vincent Palmerine as the best 2005 D man in the league. Uh, so best D man in the league maybe in Jared Sitch, best 05 D man in the league in Vinny Palmerine. You know you play them obviously Sam mm -hmm. Croon, Luke Helgeson, Alex Stewart, Connor O'Keefe is starting to get more comfortable. The list goes on and on and on as the Hounds try to deal with uh, some injury and some illness to to Sammy Borshua, but yeah, Tucker is playing well and the decor is playing well in front of him. And a uh, big congratulations to Tucker at being named Sastel Goalie of the Week. Now to Direct West Rookie of the Week. And for the second straight week, mm -hmm. we get to stay uh, in between the pipes uh, for the Rookie of the Week. This time going to uh, LaRange Ice Wolves netminder Topher Chirico. Uh, Rory, you, you saw him uh, on Tuesday against the Humboldt Broncos. You know, he had a 44 save performance. He had two wins this week, uh, a goals against average of two, a 954 save percentage. What did you see from him in that Tuesday night uh, game against Humboldt? Yeah, he was huge yeah. in that game against Humboldt. LaRon Jaisels did a really good job of, of steering the majority of the Broncos' 46 shots to the outside. Uh, a lot of perimeter action came towards Chirico, but uh, he was a wall, man. 44 saves on 46, and it wasn't like it led up later in the week because he had to stop 36 of 38 in that victory over the Melville Millionaires. And mm -hmm. Chirico, when he first came into the league uh, this season, of course, two rough games to start, yeah. right? Led in five goals on 30 shots against Melfort and then led in nine goals in that 10-3 victory for Humboldt at the Showcase. I also, it was a 10-30 a.m. game. So yeah. goalies, we know they have their routines, their rituals. That's an outlier to me. Uh, we're seeing what this kid's really capable of in the last two games. You mentioned it, 957 against Humboldt and a 947 against Melville. If it, if this is what we're going to be used to down the stretch, mm. it's another weapon for LaRange in between the pipes to pair with Dawson Smith. Yeah. And uh, for Tucker and Abenay and Topher Chirico to both be rookies and both be goalies, I think they can share both those honors of mm -hmm. goaltender and rookie of the week. They were both spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. All, all great points, Rory. And yeah, I see these guys as pretty similar in terms of their path to the SJHL and to start in the SJHL too. You know, Topher Chirico out of uh, minor hockey in Colorado. You know, he he's uh, he's a guy that had a lot of success in minor hockey. You know, last year in U18, a 163 goals against a 934 save percentage in 33 games. So that's a big sample size at Rocky Mountain in Colorado. He's from Kansas State, so mm -hmm. I don't know how many kids you see from Kansas State. But uh, great for him. And again, another kid that the LaRange Ice Wolves went out and found from somewhere and brought them to LaRange, and they're great. So, you know, huge kudos to Kevin Kuminski for sure, but his scouting staff, his networks, his connections. And uh, with Chirico and Smith, who's from, you know, up the north in the territories, mm -hmm. we've got a very interesting pairing in terms of where these guys are from. But both of them are absolute uh, stars in this league right now. Yeah, I mean, like Rory mentioned, if you have an excellent one-two punch yeah. net like that moving forward, you know, that's only going to be a huge asset for the LaRange Ice Wolves moving forward because then both goaltenders are going to be fresh come uh, playoff time. And I know uh, Rory also mentioned it. Um, we did have some good... 
fun debate, mm-hmm. I guess, in our group chat when it came to <laughs> picking goalie of the week and rookie of the week because we knew both were playing well, and then we were mm-hmm. decide well which one gets which re- uh, reward or award. And really, it was it was like Rory mentioned, it, it, you know, both players uh, very deserving of both awards. Uh, final one to hand out is defenseman of the week, and I think uh, the storylines. With this one's uh, pretty good. Uh, defenseman of the week this week from the Flin Flon uh, Bombers, Alex Von Sprecken. He had a goal and three assists in four games played uh, for the Flin Flon Bombers. Uh, Jamie, I mean, you saw mm-hmm. him on Saturday. What you what you see, uh, see from Von Sprecken, yeah. I guess, on Saturday, but uh, mm-hmm. doesn't really surprise you. He's kind of fit in with Flin Flon yeah. seamlessly early on. Yeah, I mean, and Rory, you 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 agree with me? We've talked about this many times that that atmosphere up in the Whitney Forum in the finals last year was so special, and Alex von Sprecken, as part of the Estevan Bruins, obviously experienced that uh, from the enemy mm-hmm. side, and uh, you know, I think you know he wants to win. He loves to compete. He's a he's just he you know I would take him as the strongest kid in the SJHL. You know, we have, we don't have any sort of competition. Maybe maybe Kyle McIntyre and the commissioner could hook that up. We can have some sort of an SJHL strongest person competition. Alex von Sprecken would be my uh, my pre pre tournament pick for that. Uh, so he's as strong as they get. Scored a goal for Flin Flon against Estevan at Affinity Place, mm-hmm. and it was a snipe and a beauty too this past week. You know, so good for 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 Alex, and you know, I, I think it's it's uh, just a situation where you know he loves Estevan, mm-hmm. does Von Sprecken, he loves the Estevan community. I spoke to him in Wilcox a bit. You know, nobody on the Flin Flon Bombers, no disrespect intended, played very well against the Hounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hounds did well. The Bombers maybe not so much, but you know, Von Sprecken, he'll he'll give you a hundred percent effort. And let me tell you, you ask Mike Reagan about this kid. His eyes light up, and a four-game you know, game southern swing where he gets to hang out with the boys mm-hmm. on the road for Von Sprecken here with the Flin Flon Bombers is a perfect start to his career with the Flin Flon Bombers. Rory, you want to touch I on just that want to jump. Yeah. yeah, I just want to jump on the back. Thanks so much. Um, is, can you envision a more Flin Flon Bomber defenseman than what Alex Von no. Sprecken brings to the table? Isn't he perfect for that he team? Is. So when Mike Ragged found out he could become available, I'm sure his eyes lit up really wide because Von Sprecken, and then in his first five games with the Bombers, got a point in every single game. I know they all weren't this past week, but uh, didn't have any adjustment, period. Mm-hmm. And then a final question for you, Newsy. How good do you think it feels for Alex Von Sprecken to score in the first game against his former team? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it was a close game. I know they didn't win that one, but... Mm-hmm. But Vaughn, he got the goal against the Bruins. I'm sure that one was nice for him. Friends and family. He's from Estevan, too. So, again, just got to feel amazing. Uh, Producer Clark and myself were at that game. And I can easily Mm -hmm. say, Mm -hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. Stir the pot. (laughs) Well, it's not really stirring the pot. I'm just, this is a fact. It was the loudest cheer of the night when when he found the back of the net. When he scored that goal for the Flin Flon Bombers, it was easily the loudest uh, cheer of the night. And you know what? That's, I think, part of the one of the reasons why we love hockey so much is you can't write that stuff. That's unbelievable. It was. I heard yeah. there was a little skate by the bench as well. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to check the tape on that one. Co- I'm not super fan. Carl had a big smile. Yeah, we'll have to we'll yeah. have to check the tape on that one. Uh, so yes, so congratulations to uh, Alex von Sprecken of the Flint Flon Bombers for being uh, named Defenseman of the Week. So SGU MVP of the week is Jacob Boucher of the Humble Broncos. Four goals and three assists. 
Uh, Sastel goalie of the week is uh, Tucker Inabene at two wins, two goals against a 945 save percentage. Direct West rookie of the week is Topher Chirico of the Larange Ice Wolves. Two wins, two goals against average, and a 954 save percentage. And of course, like I just mentioned, uh, defenseman of the week, Alex von Sprecken of the Flin Flon Bombers. One goal, three assists. Congratulations to uh, all four of the players. After the show, you can read more about the players of the week on sjhl.ca with the full article. But guys, I want to ask you this. Uh, now, we're, we're as we near the end of the show, we are exactly a month into the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League season. Uh, Rory, I'll start with you. We're a month into, you know, the 2022-2023 season. When you look at the first month of the year, what stands out so far to you? Um, I, yeah, that, that's tough to say. And I, I think you got to start at the top with the Battleford's North Stars and the way they've come out of the gate. I think it's, you know, they're ranked number three now in all of Canada. They were number one last week. Um, I think we're still seeing the same parity across the league. Uh, we have great goaltenders, which I think didn't shock me. We always have great goaltenders, but with the amount of turnover between the goaltenders from last year, really the top goaltenders mm-hmm. from last year to this year, we're seeing really nice pieces come in and, and take over in between the pipes. But um, yeah, I want to see if Battleford and Humboldt continue their stretch. I want to see when we look at the playoff race down at the bottom line, I know we're only 10 games, a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, 25% done the season, but if I had to ask you guys the question, if you're looking at the playoff line right now, mm-hmm. you got Melfort, Nippon, Yorkton, and LaVarange from eight to five. Are you seeing this kind of look concrete or one of those four bottom teams going to make a push in the second uh, little half of the season here? Well, you can call me a cop out if you want, but the problem with this <laughs> league, Rory, is that the parity is right. such that, you know, the Nippon Hawks, they lost 11 to four against Humboldt mm-hmm. at home. Obviously, we weren't happy, but the Nick can turn around and have three or four good results, and it's another completely different conversation. Melville Millionaires, you know, we know what Zach Kane, Noah Wills, blah, 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 can do, and a given night, Kelton Pine has been everything that the Melville Melville Millionaires were hoping for in net and more. Mm. (sighs) It's too hard. It's too hard, folks. (laughs) Too hard. Um, actually, it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up, Rory, because that literally was going to be my next question. Because looking at the standings going into after this weekend and going into this week, uh, from 6 through 12, we're separated by just six points. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible when you think about I know, like you said, it's only a month into the season. But do you think something like that, you know, only being that much separation is going to continue throughout the year? Um, yep. I 100% yeah. do. Yeah. And that's why I asked the question to Nugsy because I didn't know if I would get an answer out of him. Because <laughs> you look at Weyburn, you look at you look at Notre Dame, right? They're capable of beating anyone on any given 100%. night. Kindersley just beat Melfort. So yep. is that going to spur the Clippers on to a bit of a positive stretch? I know they had a rough start to begin, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I want to just even compress it a bit. You got three points in between sixth and tenth. Yeah. So, you know, only two of those four teams are getting in. And yep. right now they're basically a win away from leaping up frog leapfrogging up four spots mm-hmm. um yes to answer your question in a shorter form i think <laughs> by game 54 this is exactly what it's going to look like yeah you know what man like and and it's great news it's awesome it's this great is the, news. it's great you're right you want great. to show up to an sj game and and really not know what's going to happen 100%. i mean 
Battleford's is 11 and 1. And if even if you ask Braden Clamosco, he would say there were teams that played us mm -hmm. that did that played better than us. Right. Like how often that happened does not sure. happen in every S junior A league in Canada. So, you know, just continuing the point, the parody is suffocating. Uh, you strap in for the ride because we're all the winners. Well, I mean, we're going to be talking about it, I think, yeah. throughout the whole year. I, prime example, I think, just a couple of weeks ago, the Weyburn Red Wings only lost 2-1 to the Balfour North Stars at home. Daza yeah. Mitchell had an outstanding game in between the pipes. But like you mentioned, every, any team can beat you know, any team on any mm -hmm. given night. And a prime example of it, I think, Look at the Melford Mustangs this past weekend. Yeah. You go into Battleford and you were in a, you know, a 2-1 shootout win over, you know, at the time, the number one ranked team in the country. Yeah. And then the very next night, uh, you fall to the Kindersley Clippers 7-4. So I think, you know, I mean, when you look at that, I think that's a prime example of the parody in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And, and when you have leagues that are parody, and Rory, Rory, you and I talk about this all the time. Do you have a stretch of home games coming up? Do you have a stretch of road games coming yeah. up? Because home ice advantage in this league is also Big time. very meaningful because there's so much character and so many different elements to the different rinks. You know, the Lorange Ice Holes have 10 of the next 11 on the at home, I mean. Battleford's has a million games at home <laughs> coming up. <laughs> You know, so I, I think they're, I think they're, I think they're through that stretch. No, they, they still play at home till the end of the month until uh, they play the home and home against Humboldt. They have an eight game. And that will be a stand. big test. Yeah. So but, yeah, eight and, game but, home stand. So, you know, that, there's road games coming later on. Right. Exactly, so that'll yeah. be a test for the Battleford's North Stars. And so that's what you see in parody leagues, mm -hmm. whatever the sport. Right. Like the home, the home team has a little bit of an edge. And, and we saw that. I mean, how many people put my, if there was a betting ring, which there isn't, don't yell at me, Commissioner Kyle, if there's no betting ring. But if you, there was a betting ring, Melfort and Flynn against Notre Dame, how many people are honestly putting money on Notre Dame, especially against the red-hot, loaded, experienced Flynn Bombers? I don't know how many people are. I am, because they're my kids, my guys. But not many people are. But what did they do? The Hounds dominated them. In Wilcox, on that ice, it changes the game. Four and five, it changes the game. But still, that's the league we're in. That's the league we're in. And that's a perfect segue. Let's take a look at the schedule this week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. There's not much actually going on this during the week. We have one game tomorrow night. The Kindersley Clippers continue their five-game homestand as they play host to the Weyburn Red Wings. Uh, Wednesday, we have a day off. Then Thursday, there are a pair of games the Notre Dame Hounds kick off their three-game and three-night swing as they take on the Nippon Hawks, third meeting of the season between those two teams. And then Yorkton is in Battleford, and they kick off three games and three nights as well. Then we shift to Friday, much, much busier. Uh, Notre Dame will be in Flin Flon at the Whitney Forum to take on the Bombers. Melville and Weyburn play a home-and-home home this weekend. Yorkton plays their second game against Battleford. Humboldt is in Kindersley, and Melfort plays host to Estevan. And then on Saturday, we have another jam-packed five-game schedule in the second half of the home-and-home home between Melville and Weyburn. Nippowin is in Humboldt. Yorkton in Kindersley finishing off 3-3. Three and three. Notre Dame finishing off 3-3 three and three in LaRange at the Mel. And then the second half of the pair of games between Estevan and Melfort. Rory, when you look at this week's uh, schedule and slate of games, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? And what are you keeping your eye out for? Weyburn is the team I am looking at this week. They play three games and they're playing teams that are in that group with mm -hmm. them. So they got the Kindersley Clippers first. Then they got two against the Melville Millionaires throughout this week. 
Those are teams they need to pick up victories against. And if they do, they're going to find themselves flirting with eight spot, maybe a point out of the playoff race. Big week for the Weyburn Red Wings because these are the teams that when you look at game 55, 56, and then you come back and, and take a look at this week, if you can pick up victories now against them, these are the teams that you're going to be fighting for that eighth and final playoff spot with come game 56. So a uh, big week for Weyburn. That's who I'm watching. And Weyburn, you know what? They've had some success early on this year against the one team they've really had some success against is the Melville Millionaires. So it should be really interesting because uh, they've already got two wins against Melville this year. Uh, Jamie, what about you? Mm-hmm. Look, so I love the little stories within the stories. That's what we're doing here. And there's something going on the last number of years, not just this year, okay. number of years. Okay. Not, not, not in terms of personality, between Matt Hare and the Yorkton Terriers and Braden Klamosko in the Battle for the North Stars, two of the loveliest human beings. <laughs> I, they're incredible guys. Adore them both. They, when they, when, for some reason, no matter where, how good Battleford's is, right. no matter where Yorkton is, right. Matt Hare finds a way to give Braden Klamosko sleepless nights. For some reason. I don't know what it is. And it's obviously the players on Yorkton who are working hard. Right. But the Yorkton Terriers have two against uh, the Battle for the North Stars here mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday. And the, and the second you all you count out the Yorkton Terriers is the second they always come up with a brilliant couple performances. So, again, it's always tough. Battlefords is so hard at home. We've talked about that. Right. They're so deep. But for some reason, Matt Hare knows how to game plan against the Battle for North Stars, so that's what I got my eye on. And I think when you have a goaltender like Caleb Allen and yep. how well he's played to start this season, you know, that's that's going to be a great uh, two games, I think, yep. um, at the ACC in Battleford because, you know, you have two of the top goaltenders in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League going up against each other, so it should be a really good matchup depending on how uh, those, you know, I guess they uh, decide on who's going to start for each game. For me, I, I, I want to build off that a little bit mm-hmm. when it comes to... The, you talked about Yorkton playing uh, three games and three nights, two games against Battleford. But for me, always when it comes to, to keeping my eye out for it, it's, it's those teams that are on those three and threes. Mm. Um, because, you know, that's that's a stretch where you can obviously make up some ground. You know, Rory ta- touched on, you know, Weyburn plays three games this week. Notre Dame plays three and three. Yorkton plays three and three. Uh, a lot of busy weeks. And this is where you can kind of, Mm-hmm. make up a lot of ground and getting points on the road in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League is always uh, so difficult. So if you can pick up points on the road, you know, that's only going to help you uh, down the stretch when it comes to getting into the playoffs, potentially. Yeah, pick up points on the road and respond the right way to right. bad results. And that, you know, we saw that a bunch of times. We saw that with Battleford. We saw that with Humboldt. Respond the right way. Be very, very interesting Thursday night, not just because I'm going to be there in Nippowin, <laughs> how the Nippowin Hawks respond to right. losing 11-4 because this is their first game since getting crushed be, yes, yeah. 11-4. It's their second game since that big trade to, for that sent their star, their leader, Bryden Kiesman, right. offensive leader other than Ratzlaff. Uh, you know, to Portage, and they got two two younger guys back from Portage, uh, DeLeon and Cameron, two forwards. So it'll be interesting to see them. But uh, boy, oh boy, you know, losing like that on home ice mm-hmm. is never easy. So I expect there are going to be some some piss and vinegar in the Nippowin Hawks on Thursday night at the Centennial Arena. Wow. If I Can may I use that word? Please point. do, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, when you look at the top, Battleford and Humboldt, yeah. I'm just uh, you know that life is going to get even increasingly more difficult for them because oh, yeah. they are the top two teams in the SJHL, and every other team when they go up against North Stars or the Humboldt Broncos, uh, they're bringing their A game. So 100%. I just want to see how long they can continue this trend for. 
yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And it's the, I think just the final thought on that is it's incredible that we're a month into the season. We've talked about the parity in the league, and yet you still see two teams near the top of the standings with records like uh, they do. But it's, uh, it's going to be another great week of hockey in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, before we go, once again, we have to say a big shout-out to all of our sponsors. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGEU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much. Uh, we wouldn't be able to put on these amazing shows each and every week if it wasn't for your support. You can stay up to date in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League uh, with all of our social medias, as you can see on uh, the screen if you're watching or if you're on the audio version uh, later on listening on. You can like us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, follow us, uh, like us on Facebook as well. And uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is free, and that's where you can watch uh, all our shows on demand, uh, all of our different features, uh, really everything, highlights, uh, you name it, uh, on the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League YouTube page. But once again, thank you so much for joining us this week. For uh, Rory McGoran out in Humboldt, for Jamie Nugabauer right beside me, great show, guys. My name is Jeremy Corgan, and this has been another great edition of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. <laughs>